This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys here, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. How would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at Universal's new property, the Aventura Hotel? Aventura opens this August and is another great option to consider when staying at Universal. You can get early entry benefits, transportation to and from all the parks, and have views of any of the three parks. At the end of a long day, have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar. Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys. Welcome to Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm back, it's me, Amanda, your host as usual. Very, very tired and very, very jet lagged, but I'm so glad to be back with my boys. It's been a long, long, long month, but... I've got lots to talk about today, so let's get into it. I am here with Luke. Hello. And I've seen Luke a lot over these last weeks, so Luke, I miss you dearly, but it's been a long, long time since I spoke to you, Nick. It has indeed, but you actually saw me more recently than you saw Luke. That is true. But that's just because I flipped my video on when we was talking about this <laughs> oh. offline. That's the that's the only reason. Like you know, a man is still the other end of the country. So yes, indeed, I've missed this podcast so much in general. Honestly, I was sat talking to Josh before, and I was like, I'm actually going to do a podcast tonight, and it's been like more than a month <laughs> since I've last recorded, and I feel nervous. Oh I my god, how the podcast. that feels like <laughs> heaven. I can't remember the last time I had a month off from podcasting. It's been far, well, far too long. I mean, to be fair, we we did have like two nights where we recorded some things. So it wasn't completely a month off. Mm. Um, So one of those has gone out already. So I hope that everyone's listened to it. I did in the car home from work a couple of days ago. And I'm not going to lie, I shed a little tear in the car when I listened. Is that because... Um... You listened back to your speech about how you don't like swearing on the podcast and there's no swearing on this episode <laughs> just after there have been five minutes of non-stop swearing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm like literally drunk as a skunk walking through 
the lines at Horror Nights and James and Luke are just calling each other C-words. What? No. Yeah, yeah Luke, go back and listen to it because no, yeah, you not guys swear. And I was like, no, no swearing. That's not allowed on this podcast. We're going to get an explicit rating and like, who am I kidding? And the problem is... You know, as as kind of like chief content editor, producer, and everything, I was like, "That's all right." Amanda sent this stuff over. She sent it over in order. I just need to piece it together. It'll be fine. I don't need to listen back to it until I released it. And then I went, "Yeah, maybe I should listen back to it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. But I will say. I will say because just because we're not going to delve too much into that because obviously we want people to go back and listen to that episode, but. I'm I'm still very very confused by your brother's impression of me. I don't really get it. Um, I don't know if he's actually ever heard me talk before because I couldn't work out what he was trying to do. <laughs> and my, I think my favourite the whole thing was he started to. It sounded like he was, he was trying to slack me off, and then I think your phone went in your pocket or something. You didn't realise he was still recording. That was a highlight for me. I did like that, <laughs> but um, I, I I believe that on a future episode we are going to get James on. We are. We tried to get him on tonight, but he's working, so he might he might be able to make it for the end. Maybe he's going to let me know where he's at and see if he can get out a little bit early. Because I do really want to have him on because he also has so much to talk about. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, this is your. I don't want to kind of top tail it too much. So, I mean, the thing is, if he's not going to be about till like later on, I'd rather not have him on this episode just to be on like the last five or ten minutes and have like a whole episode devoted to him which sounds actually listening back to what i've just said that sounds really wrong because i don't mean it like that <laughs> but what i mean You're uninvited, is Jay. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what i mean what like you know i didn't want to i'm trying to think about what i'm trying to say now it's because but... you're crap at accents so you can't come on anymore <laughs> <laughs> no 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 so i but i think we need like he needs to have his own episode is what i'm saying i think we want to have I mean, a whole want to go there <laughs> um yeah i mean obviously we'll we'll because uh, the thing is i can bleep him so in real time so that's fine um no no but i think because you know this have is but <laughs> well, this is his this is his first one for a while wasn't it so it was. Um, you know, I, I, I imagine he's got a lot of things to, not disrespecting you, Amanda or, or Luke, but you guys, you know, you go regularly. So it's, you know, you're going to talk about your experience this year based on the last couple of years. You'd be able to compare houses, everything like that. But how long was it since your brother had been to Halloween Horror Nights? It had been about, I think it was 11 years since Jesus. he left the So do you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a huge gulf. Uh, I mean, me going last year compared to the night I went in 2010 and went into one house. You know, I had a different experience to Halloween Horror Nights last year. Um, and the gap wasn't quite as big. So for him, it's going to be a huge, uh, you know, a huge difference. And I want to hear all about it. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, I mean, Amanda, where do you want to start? Well, I want to start how we start every episode with what we're drinking. Ah, right, okay. <laughs> That's not a bad shout. I know. Okay, Nick, we'll start with you then. What are you drinking? Oh, I'm boring. Um, ah. I need to go. I need to go on a beer run. So I've got I've got a bottle of Cherry Pepsi Max with about a shot glass worth full of that, which is now completely flat, 
and then I've got a brand new bottle to open up once I finish that. Oh, don't get me started on shot glasses. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll hear more about that later. <laughs> no. I still got some. <laughs> oh, these guys. Let, I mean, not Luke, because Luke's not 21. Luke had yeah, Jesus. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, the Kool-Aid. Yeah, Kool-Aid. <laughs> that was such cute Kool-Aid. <laughs> I had, like, scary Kool-Aid. It was amazing. But these guys had, like, Kraken and Fireball oh. and... I don't even know what else it was. And I was like, I'm just going to keep it real with you. I will do shots with you, but I'm sh- doing a shot of Bud Light. Oh, <laughs> so when you go back and watch the videos that I'm going to post or you look at my Instagram stories, whatever, these guys are shot in hard stuff. I literally filled my shot glass with Bud Light and did a shot of Bud Light. Oh, man. I think that's the saddest <laughs> thing I've heard today. <laughs> and I've seen the first two episodes of The Haunting of Hill House. So. Oh, oh. <gasps> oh. Later, guys, later, guys, later, guys. So, Amanda, what are you drinking? I am drinking, of course, Bud Light. (laughs) And you know what, right? It tastes so much nicer here, strangely. Really? It got to a point where I was like, I can't drink this anymore. Like, I'm done drinking this. And then I'd go up to a bar and I'd be like, okay, I hate everything that you sell, so I'm going to just have a freaking Bud Light again. But you, it just didn't taste good. Did you, like, they sell Blue Moon at Universal? They do sell Blue Moon. But the thing about Blue Moon is, and I don't know why, but it makes me, like, twice as drunk, twice as fast. It's probably tw- twice as strong. I, but I, when I look at, like, the, the alcohol content, there's not a lot really in it. Hmm. But it's, it's strange, like, how quickly it hits me. But I really like the taste of it, so I'll drink it. And I'll, like, I'll drink, like, two or three. And then I'm just, like, dead. <laughs> Speaking of dead, Luke, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh, well, I actually had two cups of coffee, and now I'm just drinking water. Oh, Coffee's so, cold now. So I, that's what I could hear bouncing off the walls. It was you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would also be dead if I had two cups of coffee. No, I needed it. I didn't. Oh, did I take a nap? I can't even remember. It was oh, like wow. an hour. I was at work this morning. It's It, it all blends in. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I, honestly, <laughs> I got home and I went to my dad's house. Like I'm just going to go off on a tangent here for a second, but I feel like people will understand me with this. So I got to my dad's and I was like, I feel like a zombie. Like, I feel like... I'm too old for this crap now. Like, usually I'd get home and I'd be a little bit tired. But I don't know whether it's because it was so incredibly hot this year. Because it was unbearable for that first two weeks, wasn't it, Luke? It was, like, crazy Mm -hmm. hot. But it was so uncomfortable. And I feel like that just made me so tired. And then we just didn't stop at all. So, literally, I feel like I've been in a coma all week. <laughs> I will I will say, right, that the longer you go, the worse it is. I mean, I thought it was going to be really bad. Like, I was, I was dreading the jet lag when I came back last year. And I didn't really suffer that badly with it at all. Now, when I've done Orlando for two weeks it takes me a lot longer to recover. And so I think it's the length of time that you're out there or where you are. Cause I was out in Vegas for six days and that 
was the worst jet lag I've ever had in my life. That was worse than two weeks in Orlando. Really? Yeah. But that's because of the eight hour time difference. I think that's what I put it down to. Um, but the thing is like when you go to Orlando, like for most people, you're going there to do theme parks and stuff. So I don't care what anyone says. It's not really a holiday. Like you're having fun and you're not working and you're with family or friends or whatever. But those days are so full on because you're crying so much in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, did you like have any kind of um, like Fitbit or anything like that with you? No, I've got um, like a, a step counter thing on my phone. Right. And like how many miles I've done. Let me just see if I can get it up because realistically, man was like in a backpack. James, this was in his pocket. So there was some days when he looked like he'd done so many more steps than I had, and I was like, "No, we've walked the same." And if anything, I have tiny legs. So for every like one step that Luke and Jay would take, I'd take three at least. <laughs> so I did an awful lot more work, and I lost almost a stone in well, the time that I was there. That's what I mean. Like oh. I, I don't, I don't really put on weight when I go to America because I spend so much time walking that it doesn't matter what I eat in a way because you just burn it off. I mean, me and Craig were doing. I want to say like one of the. I think on Saturday last year, we did something stupid like 18 miles or something. It was some ridiculous sum mm-hmm. like that. And we're walking around a bloody theme park. Like, we weren't walking up and down iDrive. We'd spent all day in Universal, got a bus back to the hotel at Cabana Bay. Um, may have walked back, can't remember. But regardless, the fact is, you know, we were just between Cabana Bay and Universal Orlando Resort. And we'd walked all that distance in that time. Mm-hmm. you just do you just walk so much i've gone here the first full day that i was there 16 miles amazing Ooh. like that's ridiculous it's insane but you, you do you just don't stop and i think like we went to horror nights every night the horror nights was on that we were there the only, we only didn't go on one saturday that I was there for. So every single night other than that one Saturday that it was on, we were there. And we would be there until closing almost every time. Or at least yeah. like maybe like 20 minutes before closing just to avoid like the big crowd leaving. But it was just full on all day, every day. I had one day where I sat around the pool for a few hours, but Luke, you and Jay still went to Universal that day. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's when I met Poe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is strange in itself, because I don't know why he's meeting at Islands of Adventure. It makes no sense to me. Well, h- hang on, hang on. Like, as in the Teletubby? No! Yeah. <laughs> you can see why I, I was confused. Panda. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, my first thought was, um, was, was the Teletubby, and then I thought, hang on, isn't that the name of the panda in Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> and I do, I do remember actually reading that um, he does do meet and greets at Islands Adventure, normally at Port of Entry. Yeah, like right, up, right by the front. Is that where he was? Yeah, he was just yeah. standing there. I'm like, I want to go get a picture. I don't. I've got to be honest. I, I, I don't get it either. Um, just because, you know, there's nothing else there, is there? Like, there's nothing no. there that's that's DreamWorks in 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 Islands Adventure. But you want to hear something weirder than that? 
on our last, I think it was the day before our last day actually, me and Jay were walking through islands and, no, Luke, it was just before you came to meet us at Mythos on that last time because we, we ate pad oh, thai and yeah. What oh, we were walking yeah. through Lost Continent and Puss in Boots was doing a meet and greet in Lost Continent. Oh, yeah. I was I've, like, what the frick? I've never, I didn't even know Puss in Boots was like an actual meet and greet character anywhere. So that is yeah. really weird. Sometimes he's um, outside of Shrek. Because that like, makes sense. But in the Lost Continent of Islands of Adventure, it made no sense. And I was like, James, am I delirious? <laughs> Like, what's going on? I had a blue moon. Is this what happens? Yeah. I had a blue moon. <laughs> it was me. That's why I don't drink it now. It's, it's weird. It, it's so weird. Like, I still, I'm still a bit perplexed. I mean, the whole DreamWorks thing, I mean, I think the deal only kind of got finalised a year or two ago, maybe. And I know that the actual film deal ran out last year with Fox. So... I'm pretty sure that How to Train Your Dragon is the first Universal DreamWorks release coming out. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that is the one. Um, but regardless of that, the, the fact is that this Universal DreamWorks deal has been on the table for like a good few years now. And mm-hmm. the fact they're still not really, you know, other than a parade, they're not really utilising anything. Because, yeah, okay, Shrek is obviously one of the biggest DreamWorks franchises that they've had. But that attraction has been in the park since the early noughties, mm-hmm. way before the deal was on the table. So the fact that they've, you know, tried to go and buy DreamWorks, they've successfully, you know, bought DreamWorks, that deal's had to go through, the current deals that DreamWorks have have had to, you know, kind of go to the end of their contracts and then revert back to Universal. But they've done nothing in that time other than the um, the parade that they have in the afternoon and merchandise because last time I was there they were selling lots of troll stuff in Toon Lagoon yeah and I think that they use a few characters in the Christmas parade the right. new one right okay um, but that's it but I mean I mean, the thing is like um, you know when um, Anz and Deck went to you know, sorry <sighs> bad times when Deck went to Universal uh, and they did Saturday Night Takeaway this year. Um, you know, when they had that, they had a few of the characters from Trolls and they had a few more DreamWorks characters out for that when they were kind of like doing the song and dance number. Um, so, I mean, they have the characters. It's not that they don't have the characters, but they just don't do anything with them. And what they tend to do, as you've just demonstrated, is use them in really weird places. Because yeah. he, even Toon Lagoon would make more sense than... Um, you know, poor entry or lost consonant. Yeah, honestly, I was just so I was so baffled by it. Yeah, I was like, uh, what the hell? Yeah, I did not know. But I'll tell you who I didn't freaking get to meet: Beetlejuice. At all? No, I, I saw him in passing one day, but it was a day when we had like two minutes to make it to stay and scream. Right, and so we were running oh, across yeah. the park. <laughs> And I just saw him in passing then, and I was like, it's okay, because I'm going to come back tomorrow, I'm going to see him tomorrow, and then after that, nothing. No Beetlejuice for Amanda. Sucks, because all you have to do is say his name three times, and... Yeah, did, right? you, did you not say his name three times, Amanda? Like, is this your own <laughs> doing? 
I mean, I probably <laughs> said it three times all day, every day. But I'll tell you who I did <laughs> meet. Lots of you lovely listeners. So many. And it, honestly, every single time, it brightened my whole entire day. I was so, so happy to bump into everyone that stopped us, say hello, or asked, wanted a picture, or wanted to just have a chat. Like, honestly, I was so happy just to see you guys. And to see people wearing t-shirts as well. Yeah, like, amazing. Blows my mind. Um, I was saying to Craig, like, I do find... This is going to come out wrong, so I apologise in advance what I'm going to say. Like, I find it weird when someone comes up to me and says they listen to the podcast. And not because, like, it's not nice. It's it's an amazing thing. And in a way makes it worthwhile because we sit here talking into microphones and hope people listen. And that's all we can do. Like, once an episode's released, it's, it's out there. And we can see that people download it. But we don't know who's listening and how they enjoy it, and you know, or if they enjoy it. And so, the, the only time that we know that people do is when they approach you in real life. And I'm just a bit socially awkward. Like I, I can't explain it more than that. I'm very confident behind a microphone. I'm not so confident in real life. So if you ever do meet me, um, I'm probably I, I won't be rude. But I probably won't be as jolly and forthcoming as I sound here. And it's not because I don't want to be. It's just because I'm just like a bit awkward. Once I started talking to you for a bit, I'll be fine. Um, but I probably won't look at you. <laughs> I'll probably be looking at the floor <laughs> or something. Because I just don't know what to do. Um, but it's amazing. I think it's so amazing when people take the time to just come and say hello. Or they listen. I, I, yeah, it, it's just crazy. And, and you met more people over your two weeks and me and Craig did obviously over our weekend so um must have been even more special for you it was lovely and you know I had like a nice little chat and a drink with Tracy and Ian and that was so lovely to see them because I talked to those two like quite a bit on Twitter and like shout out to you Ian and Tracy I love you guys that was just so lovely to spend just a, just a short amount of time with them and stay and scream but it was just so nice yeah like i love our little podcast family yeah that's what it is and you know when we go next year um I, we're all gonna try and go you know there's a chance that not all of us will make it but we're gonna all try and be there at the same time even mr d and um you know we are gonna try and do uh, like a small meetup when we're there for that reason because it'd be nice just to get people together um and kind of see see everyone in a, in a group you'll probably be at a bar somewhere because that's the best place surely to meet when it's alcohol but um yeah so we will we will try and organize something next year anyway for defo like this year and this is something that i'm going to talk about on a different episode because there's loads to talk about in this topic but Chris Ripley came over a couple of days before we left and we did an RIP tour together mm-hmm. and that was amazing. Oh yeah, macaroni and cheese bites. <laughs> oh. Macaroni and cheese bites, Chris Ripley. It was <laughs> wonderful. It was a wonderful <laughs> night. But we've got loads and loads and loads to talk about on that but I'm going to wait for Chris to get back from his holiday first. So on this episode, do you want to talk about the beginning of your holiday what, what did you want to kind of talk about? 
I mean, we can talk about Horror Nights because there's so much to talk about that mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to go on for a few episodes because there's so many like different things that we did at Horror Nights, like an unmasking tour, the RIP tour, all the houses that we did, the mac and cheese stream, tour, mac and cheese, Oof. the mixed drinks <laughs> of doom. <laughs> Like, there's there's so, so much to talk about that I think that we are definitely going to... Like, sorry to those who don't like Horror Nights. I know that we do have a few listeners that don't, but it'll be a mixture of Universal and Islands and Horror Nights stuff. But this year was quite special because, Luke, you took a vacation. Uh, or a staycation. Yeah. Like, I'd yes. never heard the word staycation until I started making friends with people in Orlando. Are you joking? <laughs> no, I'd never heard of it before. <laughs> I, I always, like, most years I have a staycation because it's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't have, yeah. un- unfortunately, you know, people in Orlando, when they do staycation, they've got Disney World and, you know, SeaWorld and Universal on their doorstep. We don't really have that here, but the idea is still the same. I just like if I was going like for a break in England, like I just got like I was going a little mini break for a few days, or I'm just going like to the Lake District for a few days. Like I'd never ever ever heard of staycation until a few years ago. <laughs> well, Luke, yeah. that's what you did. Heck yeah, I got a hotel for mm-hmm. a whole week. Yes, and we were pleasantly surprised with your hotel, weren't we? Yeah, that was a really nice hotel. It was the, the Hilton Doubletree, like, right behind Universal. Like, so close. Like, you could walk to Universal in the same time that I could walk to Universal. Yeah, it was really nice, and it got right by the entrance of uh, the valet at City Walk. I've, walk I've stayed at the Doubletree, but not that end. I stayed at the one that was near... What's the upside-down house on iDrive? Wonderworks. That's yeah. the one. So I stayed at a double tree that was near there. Um, which is the other end of iDrive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's far. From yeah. Universal at least. Yeah, we stayed there um during we had a week on Disney, a week on iDrive and a week at Clearwater, and that was where we stayed in the middle week. And I've got to say, like I thought and I'm guessing that it's probably a similar setup because I think Double Tree is like a particular brand of Hilton. Um, but I thought they were really good because you had like a little kitchen area and, you know, a nice living room area. I, I, I thought they were nice hotels. Um, Luke didn't have a little kitchen area, if I remember right. But it was like two really fancy towers and they gave us free cookies. Oh. That's almost better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the cookies have raisins and like... Right, Luke, Luke, so stop, they, stop right I, there. Because they weren't real cookies. Yeah, they were, they were. And if we get, <laughs> like, I'm not going to let this episode or this podcast turn into a raisin bashing. You take your raisin hate over to raisin hate or over dark or something. Like, I'm not. This podcast isn't going to be involved in that shenanigan. Amazing. So <laughs> a I'm going to start at the beginning because, like, as much as I've just said, like, do you want to do the start the holiday, blah, blah blah. Like, it was like such a mixture because we because we did go to horror nights. Like, literally Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, missed one Saturday, but every other Saturday and Sunday. So the only days that we went at horror nights was Monday and Tuesday. So it is a mixture, but. 
the first night that we got there. So we did our flight. I slept for like an hour. That was it. Because I was aiming to go to bed early on flight night. But I always feel like, you know, on Home Alone, when he wakes up in the morning and everybody's gone and they've got on the <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen to me every single time I've got a flight. Like, I'm going to sleep in and then whoever I'm with won't be able to wake me up and then they'll just leave. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to be well, well, well. I tried. Guess I'm going solo. <laughs> yeah. So I panicked, so I just won't go to sleep. So I managed an hour. We got on the plane, and I just could not sleep on the plane because I was so excited. So then Luke very, very kindly came to collect us from the airport. And we got to see the new fancy building of MCO. Oh, yeah, that place was confusing. It was ve- like, they are doing an awful lot of work at MCO right now. I thought that it was bad last year, but this year was horrendous. Luke, if you didn't turn up at the airport and say that your Luber is here, then you really miss a trick. <laughs> Next time. Crap, yeah. <laughs> We're going to need a sign that says Luber. <laughs> Luber. <laughs> like, sir, you need to put that sign away. <laughs> <laughs> after the confusing part of the airport where they're doing all the work, like literally it's like tiny little narrow, weird pathways that you have to take to get into the arrivals bit. So we got to ride the new monorail that they have. What's it called again, Luke? Do you remember? Automated People Mover, the APM. Ooh. There we go. That's, <laughs> um, that's really fancy. So that takes you over to the new part of the airport that they build in and the new parking lot that they have. So how and is, I so nice. How is that different to what was there already that took you between the terminals? They still have that, mm-hmm. so you still have to ride on that. Oh, but right, but this... there's another. There's a there's a new monorail. Yeah, so this goes from the the big the big hotel-y bit with all the shops to the park and a new building that they've made. So it is much fancier. I like the monorails that they have anyway because they're not all that old. I think they. They updated them a while ago. But these new ones are really different. They're like pods kind of thing. Yeah, it's like it seems like they're floating, but I don't think they are. Mm-mm. And they're really, really quick. So I really like them. So we hopped out of the monorail. The Florida air hit us. It was crazy hot and crazy humid. <laughs> and then we literally went to Aventura. I renewed my annual pass which was super quick at the um, ticket desk that they have in the lobby, which I'm always super, super thankful for because the thought of having to wait at one of the will call windows in the park stresses me out. (laughs) So I'm always super thankful to have these little desks in the hotels. And Aventura honestly blew me away. That's good. That is what I wanted to ask you was how you felt about the... The new hotel. It's... Pet detective. I've enjoyed pet detective. <laughs> well done, Luke. <laughs> yeah. It was so nice. I'd emailed them about two or three weeks before just to say, hey, I've booked a Skyline View room and I'm not super fussy on 
you know, which which view that I have, but I'd really prefer a theme park view room if I can have one. And I wasn't super hopeful that I'd get one because Microsoft were in town again. Mm-hmm. And so Ugh. pretty much every hotel was booked up. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to, like, bank on getting a theme park view, but I'll, just, I'll be happy with whatever because it's a new hotel. Skyline View is going to either get me looking in the direction of Disney, looking at Volcano Bay, or looking at the park or downtown did you not think that somebody uh aventura pet detective might be a listener to this podcast and you could have gone um i don't know if you know who i am um but my name's amanda <laughs> i'm a pretty big deal um, oh they won't know who that is <laughs> my name's boston <laughs> true true that's a good point Luke. yeah they'd be like uh ma'am tell someone who cares <laughs> But they were super kind and they were super helpful at the front desk. And when we went up to the room, I would say that uh, the view was better than I could have imagined. What did you think, Luke? I, yeah, heck yeah. You saw all of Universal. That was like the coolest view I've ever seen of Universal. It was awesome. So we were smack bang in the middle of the front of the hotel on, I think it was like the 12th floor. Mm hmm. 1257, so, come on. Oh, yeah, 1257. <laughs> I can never remember my room number, so I was like, where am I staying? I have to take a picture of my phone of the room. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, like, I made sure that me and uh, P-Dubs, when we was in France the other week, both took a picture of the hotel room door. Because I was so paranoid that I'd forget when we got back to the hotel. Honestly, <laughs> like, I'm terrible at remembering things anyway. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> What we could basically see, all of Universal, islands, we could see the globe, we could see downtown Orlando, it was fantastic. You could see hashtag HHN28 on the Simpsons we ride. <laughs> we could see Hogwarts, we could see Jurassic Park, we had the most amazing view. And in particular, one night there was a, a thunderstorm. And I did a time lapse of it, so that'll be in a video coming up in a few weeks. And that was incredible to watch from those windows because they're floor to ceiling and they take up the whole length of the room. So it was just so cool to sit and watch. But we didn't have much time to sit and look out the window because we threw our bags in, had a quick shower, had some quick Aventura pizza. Ooh. Which is delicious, by the way. Like, 100% recommend getting an Aventura pizza. Even better than Cabana Bay pizza. Miles better, in fact, than Cabana Bay pizza. So we threw our stuff in, and then we headed straight to Horror Nights, where we stayed until closing. So what time in your, on your first night did you get into Horror Nights? We Was it about 8, Luke? Yeah, it's like 8, 8.30-ish. Yeah. But we still managed to do nine houses. Jesus. All of the stairs. Did we do Academy of Villains that night or was it the night after? Mm. I think it was the night after. But we did nine houses. The only house that we didn't do was Stranger Things. And honestly, we could have done Stranger Things. No, no. I thought, or did we? I thought we didn't do Halloween. No, we did. did Halloween was the last one that we did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we were looking at both of them and we were like, right, okay, Halloween is like oh, 30 yeah. minutes and Stranger Things is like an hour and we could get back <laughs> Stranger Things. Yeah. But we'll do Halloween. Nah. So 
even while we're in the queue for Halloween, I was peeping over there at the Stranger Things line. And I'm like, we can 100% do that. Like, we can <laughs> get in the line. And I, then I thought back to the episode that we'd recorded before we left, where I was like, I can't believe that people get in like an hour long line five minutes before closing. Those poor scare actors, those poor ops teams. <laughs> so I didn't do it. But I think nine houses, and it wasn't a particularly quiet night. It wasn't, like, dead. I'd say it was an average night. Yeah. But we smashed it, and at that point, I'd been awake for pretty much two days straight. Ugh. And then that just set the tone for the rest of the holiday. Because I feel <laughs> like, usually, you get in, you unpack some stuff, and then you go to bed at, like, nine o'clock. And then your first day, you're always up at, like, four o'clock in the morning because of the time difference and then that kind of continues like you're, you're tired early that night and then the next day you'll wake up super early again that's not how it went because like, no it's, no it was like okay we're gonna wake up at eight we're gonna be in the park for maybe ten so we didn't do early park admission once wait no did you and jay do it one time no i think no. we talked about it but yeah nah. no no too early so, I mean, as much as I'd say, like, getting up at 8 is taking it easy and getting to park at 10 is taking it easy, it's really not when you consider that you're still in that same park six hours before. Yeah. So it was very, very, very tiring. But that first night at Horror Nights, I was absolutely amazed by how much I loved everything. Everything was beautiful. Every single house that we went through was great. I didn't have the best first run through of Dead Exposure or Seas. <laughs> like that first night that we did Dead Exposure, I think we'd gone through during a cast change, had we? Yeah, I think, yeah, that sounds familiar. Because I remember you being scares. like, you're going to get so scared at this subway scene. And I was like, okay. And there's like I'm nothing. Nervous. Yeah, like, there was nothing all in there, and I was like, oh. But it was, that was just a strange, a strange run through of it. But every other house that we went through that night, I was absolutely amazed by. Slaughter Cinema was fantastic first time. Miss you so much, Slaughter Cinema. Your hand guy, I I always wave to him. Oh, I miss him. (laughs) There's a guy in the very, very beginning of Slaughter Cinema who's like a, a ninja guy and every single time that we went past he'd always like do a little hand thing to me like with my hand too and then by the end of it we were like <laughs> E.T. and Elliot Claw that's what I was like but I really really missed that house and I think we did like not to skip like really far ahead in the in the trip report but most nights we do stay and scream and we do it at the Simpsons area. And so in that area, your first houses are Slaughter Cinema and Blumhouse. So we'd get Slaughter Cinema done like four or five times in that night. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot of the time, like three times in the beginning before the park opened. So just so I can get an idea, um, and this is this is very, um, this, this is of no interest to many people, but it's of interest to me because I'm trying to, picture in my head where all these places were so where were the houses compared to 
last year for example so okay so slaughter cinema yeah is where luke what was there last year scarecrow no hive hive and then dead exposure is where scarecrow was yeah and then and then blumhouse is um was it in the same spot as last year or yeah (laughs) yeah it is Yeah, Blumhouse is where Blumhouse was. So we would literally hit Slaughter Cinema like three times at the beginning, then head over to Blumhouse and then carry on with our evening. So by the end of the three weeks, literally the the ops members of Slaughter Cinema just knew us. Mm-hmm. The scare actors just knew us because we just go through so many times. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like hi, hi guys, hi, we're mm-hmm. back, hi. <laughs> Well, we loved it. Like, I honestly, whenever people are like, oh my God, I don't want to see the same houses at Halloween Horror Nights all the time, or I'd have sort of cinema every year and I would never yes. get sad. They I wouldn't think... even need to change anything. I don't know. I think they should definitely do a sequel to this in the future. Like, can we Cause... have Midnight Snack 3? Yeah, I think this is this is at the top of my list. The house, large cinema. 100%. Like, oh, we're 100%. skipping way. I, I don't want to sorry. know about this just yet. Sorry, right. sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert, people. <laughs> but it's just like, whenever I've been trying to make lists, I've been like, okay, I want everything at number one. Because I really like <laughs> everything. But I like, I saw people saying before I got there, like, this year is really, really strong. Like, you're going to find it really hard to kind of rank anything. And I was like, no, like been going for a long time like i've seen some pretty good houses and i still always manage to to rank stuff but honest to god this year is freaking strong right well speaking of strong we're gonna have someone join the call now so is it hercules, is it who? hercules. hercules? why would hercules yeah. be joining the call i mean he's strong. He's strong. <laughs> that is true that is true but someone even stronger pedas Oh, Whoa! That you know, does it get much stronger than P Dubs? P Dabs. Oh yeah, sorry, P Dabs. <laughs> Wait, where is he? P Dabs, where are you? P Dabs, Will. He's he's there, but he's not. He's not. I am here. There you go. Hooray! So uh, Amanda and Luke have just spoiled their favourite house of Halloween Horror Nights twenty eight. Um, Longhouse too. <laughs> right, enough, enough of the spoilers. So, what I was going to just ask you was, you know, first night you've gone in, you've done nine houses, you've done the scare zones. What were your immediate thoughts on this year versus last year? Immediate thoughts. I thought it was better than last year mm-hmm. because last year. You know, we had strong houses. Like, I loved The Shining. The Shining will always be one of my all-time favourite houses. And the houses were really, really good last year. The Scare Zones were really good last year, too. But this year, I don't know. It was, like, a a different kind of vibe. Mm. And I don't know whether it's because, like, a lot of people connect with, like, an 80s kind of theme. And the 80s theme wasn't, like, crazy. Like, it wasn't, like... You wouldn't look at every single thing that was there and be like, okay, that's 80s, that's 80s, that's 80s, this whole thing must be 80s. But it was kind of like the music that was playing around and then the props that they had out. Like, it was just a nice vibe. 
that they had. Yeah, like classic Halloween vibe. Yeah, like I loved, absolutely loved all of the like the vintage Halloween decorations that was everywhere. Like all of the windows in the whole entire park were decorated for Halloween, which is something that I haven't seen before. No, you might see like, the odd window decorated, but every shop front, every shop window was decorated. Yeah, I mean... That's a small thing, but it's nice. It's a little touches, though, because, I mean, the only uh, windows I really remember being decorated last year were the ones in the um, Scare Zone for the Purge, when you could see things happening up in the windows above, but generally... Oh, and there was one... Do you remember that one last year that was near Fast and Furious? There was, like, a red light. Invasion? No, well, yeah, that area, but there was there was a, a window above the shop there, and uh, it would make weird noises, and then you'd get smoke every every few minutes. Not every few minutes, every now and again, you'd see smoke. Maybe, but the, these like, I'll I'll post a photo in our group after we finished recording because I think I took some pictures of um, some of the decorations, and they were just simple. But they were just like good old school Halloween decorations, and I—that's my favorite type of Halloween decoration. Like my house is decorated for Halloween all year round, and it reminded me of my house. <laughs> so I really liked it. But I do just feel like there was just a good vibe. Like the event was buzzing. It wasn't like people weren't rowdy. That's and not I don't... what I've heard. I mean, the day the day that we left, I was sat on the plane and I was reading all of like our friends that work at the event. I was reading every single post that they were that they were posting on Twitter about people being abusive and people be acting all crazy. And I was like, wow, like I didn't really see any of that. Like all that I saw in the whole three weeks that we were there was teenagers. Oh yeah. And I didn't see anybody being, like, aggressive or, like, hurt and scare actors because I, like, I would tell them to stop if I saw that. Like, I'd, I'd or I'd get, like, a team leader to come in and, and help me to, like, stop it. Like, I wouldn't just let that continue. But I didn't see any anybody being, like, abusive or doing anything wrong. I, it was just loud, loud kids. See, the, 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 thing, the thing is, um, you know, we were obviously only there for three nights last year. And on the first night that we were there, we did see a few kids that were either passed out or, or puking up um, where they had a bit too much to drink. And, you know, with, with what's been said this year about some of the scare actors and what they've had to go through, you've seen people again say they should raise it to 25 or they should make it a dry event. And the thing is, I understand the knee-jerk reaction of people saying that and why they would say that because you know people shouldn't have to go through those situations absolutely but i don't think the actions of a few knuckleheads should change the event i don't think making it over 25s or or, you know a a bit older than it is now uh, would be the right way of doing it um and i don't think either for financial or for my a personal preference they should make it a dry event because i think you know some people do need a bit of dutch courage before they go into those houses 
and you know i think that'd be terrible if they took it away because of the behavior of some people but mm-hmm. something has to be done I, I i don't know what the answer really is at this moment in time but i feel like i do know what the answer is because as someone like i've been going to horror night since i was 11 so yeah. if they if they were to turn around and be like okay we're gonna make it like 20 plus or 25 plus i think that's that's such an awful thing to do because i've grown up with horror nights and it's my favorite thing in the whole world and i think had i gone into that like just at the age that i am now you know i'd still love it but i wouldn't have the same kind of connection that i do with it so when i do see kids there i'm probably on the flip side of what a lot of people think where i'm like okay these kids like they might be super into horror like the parents might have like shown them these films and i don't see anything wrong with them being there but what i do feel is that maybe if like you know on certain rides you can like kids can only go on if they're with someone like over 14 I if thought you said over insane. 40 then. Yeah. <laughs> We're taking Craig, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> if they were to say, okay, you know, we're not really going to put like an age limit on this on this event, but if you're under 18, you have to be with someone who's over 21. Yeah, I, I think that's. I think that might be a reasonable way of doing it. I mean, I don't really want to get into the debate about people taking babies in there for photo opportunities. Um but one thing that I do think they might also want to look and, and try and do something in the future is there's obviously a generation now that want to take selfies with people all the time, right? It's, it's a it's a big thing. Um, and there was that section last year, and I think they've got one this year um, near the, the entrance of the park where it was almost like, uh, like a picture zone, if you will, where they had characters roaming about from different houses so you had like the twin uh not twins but the sisters from the shining you had jigsaw from saw Mm -hmm. you know you had had people like that um like walking about and people could kind of try and take selfies and whatever but there does seem to be this thing now where people are just constantly trying to take photos of themselves with scare actors in scare zones and also in houses as well Mm -hmm. and i really think they need to try and work out a way of handling that better i and again i'm not exactly other than saying no cameras in houses you know if you're caught using a camera in a house you're out you know i I, I mean that is what the rule is with the houses they're not enforcing it are they well I'd seen like quite a few people posting pictures from inside the houses before I went, yeah. and I was like, "Oh God!" Like, I bet this is going to be really hard to police without having like double the TMs in the houses, which is just irritating because having them the amount that they've got in there, like, I agree with them being in there for the character's safety and like to make sure that you're adhering to the rules and blah 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 but a lot of them will just stand there doing the hand movement like hurry up hurry up hurry up which irritates me <laughs> but if they were to put more tms in there it would ruin kind it would ruin the experience of the house so i think it would be very hard to police but i didn't see it once well, you know what i think maybe they should do professional videos of every house i think if they 
went in and, you know, like on a press night or something like that and actually did release their own like high quality videos of a, a walkthrough in a house, mm-hmm. I think that might deter people. Well, I think maybe they they were testing the waters with that this year because they did a social media meetup. Yes. And so the people who won that got to have a camera attached to them and it was more about their reactions. You could see some of the scares around them. But I think maybe that was kind of testing the waters for something like that. And with regards to like having somewhere to take pictures, Scare Actor Dining is the perfect place for you to get your selfies with the characters that are in the zones and in the houses. And I think maybe people just don't know about it or they don't want to pay the money to do it. But I think that's a nice intimate setting where you're going to have a really cool interaction with a Scare Actor. Yeah. That people are missing out on. I just think they need to do something because especially with the scare zones, I mean, the scare zones are probably the worst one for it because they're open and, you know, I like the houses, like, you can you can see everyone that's in those scare zones. You know, they're not hiding about really anywhere. So, it, and also because of obviously the lighting as well with it being outside, it means that you've got a better chance of getting a decent photo. So I get why people are obsessed with trying to do it, but... It just ruins the experience. It stops people trying to do their job. Their job isn't to stand there and pose while you take a few selfies. Their job is, you know, they're they're playing a role. Whatever role they're playing, whatever character they're supposed to be, they're supposed to do a job. And that is stopping them from doing that. Exactly. And, I mean, I was guilty of getting a picture taken with one of the killer clowns on one night. Um... But I love that picture so, so much. And, like, usually I'm, like, I'm conscious that if I'm taking a scare actor off to the side to take a picture with them, then I'm, like, I'm not going to say that I'm ruining the experience of other people in the scare zone, but, you know, that's not really what they're there for. But then on another night, uh, one of the clowns asked me to take a picture. (laughs) Well, and that's different. I mean, the thing yeah. is, then it's the other way around, isn't it? So they've 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 created that situation. I mean, the first Halloween Horror Nights I went to was 2010, which was the 20th anniversary. And at that event, they had a meet and greet with Jack. And Chance as well, if I remember rightly. Um, so you could queue up and have your picture taken with them. And that worked really well. And so... You know, if they kind of took the idea of what they did last year with that kind of walkthrough bit on your way into the main park where they've got little, you know, little things about the houses and, like, a few characters out, if they did something like that but had actual proper meet and greets... So, like, Killer Clowns, good example. So, what they do is they have one of the Killer Clowns in a photo op area. And you can go and queue up and have your picture taken with them. And if you want a picture taken with a character, that's where you go. I think yeah. that would be a better way of doing it. And it would hopefully lead to less disruption as the night goes on. Maybe. Because, I mean, a lot of the time going through Killer Clowns, it was like 
sometimes it was fine going through in the clouds to just like interact with people and it was fun but then other nights you'd go through and you literally couldn't walk through it because it was just groups and groups and groups wanting pictures mm. which i understand because the costumes are absolutely amazing like they're so cool and again this is another thing as well because if universal finally do what i tell them to do every year which is release a bloody coffee table book full of photos of of what's gone on with the event and you know all the characters and all the houses and all the easter eggs and stuff like that that would be another reason why people wouldn't need to take all the photos under the sun because that's why you do it like you know it's because your memories i completely Mm -hmm. get it i'm not saying that i don't think people should take any photos at all i get why people do it they can do stuff to help with that. And I think that's saying that they, they could really work on going forward, especially if the event continues to get as busy as it is. Yeah. And I mean, it certainly did get busy. Now, PDABs, yep. you've been sat there fairly quietly. We just started to talk about their first night. Um, and then just before you got on Amanda and Luke, tried to ruin their ranking of houses. No, no, we love all of them. They're all number one, so it's going to take us time to whittle them <laughs> right. down. But is there a? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is there a house or a scare zone that you want to hear about them talk about first? Dead exposure. <laughs> Don't even have okay. to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So, what you missed, P Dabs, was that I said on the first night we did nine houses of the ten. Bearing in mind that we went there straight from getting off of our flight. And we, well, we got there about eight-ish. So we went to the hotel, threw our stuff in, got changed, and then got there for like eight. And so we did nine houses. And my first run through of dead exposure. Luke, how many times had you done it at that point? Mm, I don't know. Probably like six Six or seven times. Oh, wow. I'd say at that point. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> it's done it a lot of times because he's cray. But that was my first <laughs> time going through it, and I didn't have a good run through because I'm guessing it was a cast change. But there was like no scares. It was just very, very dark. And I felt like the flashes were really. Because it's pitch black, and the only light that you have is when the strobe flashes. But I felt like that night, the flashes were really far apart. So it'd be complete darkness to the point where I was walking into things. I was walking into walls. I was walking into doors. I was going into holes because I just couldn't see a thing. And then it'd flash again. And I'd be like, oh, God, where am I? And it wasn't, I didn't have an enjoyable run through. However, the next time that we went through, we went through well, it was still daylight outside, I believe. And it was the scariest house that I have ever been in in my life. Terrifying. Like, the flashes were closer together, but so disorientating. I felt sick. It got to a point in the room where, like, I literally turned around and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, I just can't do this house anymore. Like, I'm done. Like, it was, it felt like it went on for, like, an hour. It felt like it was the longest house of my life. I couldn't see a thing. 
Luke accidentally hit a scare actor. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and me you. hit me. <laughs> and then was trying to apologise to the scare actor, but then touching my head, and I'm getting freaked out thinking something else is touching my head. <laughs> All that I could see in the entire house was I had a Bella Lugosi glow-in-the-dark pin, which I put James' <laughs> backpack <laughs> But James had walked so far ahead of me, and that's all I could see really far in the distance. And I felt like, you know, when you're really, really drunk and you lie in bed and you're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, it's good. And then you start feeling <laughs> like you're wobbling and like the whole room is like on a wave. That's how I felt. <laughs> I know exactly what, what yeah. scene you're talking about. Yeah. Too. <laughs> like, literally, it was so trippy and so weird and I felt so sick and then people were just getting me from every side and I didn't know what was real anymore and I'm shouting James like James please stop leaving me come closer to me and then a scare actor would like come right up close to my face and be like I'm James and I'm like no you're not no you're not and honestly I felt so vulnerable in that house, it was like nothing that I've ever experienced before. So I hope that summed up the exposure for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's what, what I like to hear, a proper <laughs> proper scary maze. Very, very, very scary. I feel like I was expecting something, and I don't know if you are the same as me here, Luke, but I went into this. I hadn't looked at any spoilers of any of the houses. All that I had to go off was, I think, Universal had maybe tweeted one or two pictures of inside the house, but it was just, like, tiny little tiny little spoilers. And so I went into it thinking, okay, I'm going to see, like, really big, elaborate sets, like Gothic or, like, um, when we had the jack's 25 years of fear house and there's like the big elaborate buildings that's kind of what and what i went in thinking like okay we're in paris in the 80 years we're going to see like cathedrals and huge buildings and huge sets and that's not at all what it was like it was like painted a lot of it was painted with like black light paint and it was it was just there was some, there was some like town. I think Luke was that. Yeah, there was like a little bit of like Paris that you walked in. Yeah. Um, like kind of like streets and stuff. Yeah, but then the rest of it was just pretty much like painted. Yeah. It's closed aisles. Yeah. So it was very different to what I thought it was going to be. But I feel like had they done the big sets, it would have been so pointless because you wouldn't have seen it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was just, when I'd listened to people saying, okay, it's stroby, and I'm like, of course it is. (laughs) And they're like, no, it's really stroby. And I'm like, yeah, okay, like, there's always strobes. Like, it's fine. Like, this was strobing on a whole new freaking level. Like, this was cray. (laughs) But a very, very, very good house. Like, very, very, very scary. So I liked it. Okay, so I suppose from one extreme to another, and I know you don't like to rank it like this, but what was your least favourite house? Luke, I'm going to let you take this one first. Um, I think 
I'm gonna have to go with Blumhouse too. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> you got the title right anyway. That's the main thing. That one, yeah. Amanda, would you go with that? Oh, this is so hard. But oh, I don't like saying that things aren't very did good. You... <laughs> I feel like Blumhouse. Did you guys hear? Oh, sorry. My thing got really robotic again. Oh no. A poor network connection. Oh well. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Mine was also Blumhouse, but I enjoyed Blumhouse. Like I I know that Luke, you it, like you didn't really, but I really, really enjoyed it still. Like I think there was only maybe one time that I didn't have a good run through of it. And it wasn't even a bad run through, it just wasn't the best run through. But I got a lot scared in that house. I'd say up until that second time we went through Dead Exposure, that was the house where I did get the most scares. Oh, yeah. The, I, I mean, Blumhouse like isn't bad, but it's just... Because I do like the Happy Death Day part, just because it's a new property and I haven't seen that. But I don't know, it's just, you know, it doesn't really grab me. I feel like I didn't really love Happy Death Day, the film. I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. And I didn't understand how it was going to work in the house. But I think that they did it well. Yeah. And I really enjoyed The Purge. Was it, was it the same room over and over again? For quite a bit of it, it was. I'm talking about Happy Death Day. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, so not all of the house was... Um, but there's a, a few rooms that was that was the, the dorm room over and over again. And I think that that was good because sometimes you'd walk through and there's nothing at all. It was just mm-hmm. like loud music. And then sometimes you'd walk through and like two two baby heads would get you. One when you went in and one as you were going out. And then there was one room. I don't want to spoil it for those that haven't been yet. But I mean, it's getting close to the end of the event now. So I'm going to assume that the majority of our listeners have already been. So there's a room that connects Happy Death Day to the page. And it's just a black room. Oh. And like complete pitch black. Like you can't see anything. And so you lift the the curtain a bit to get into the page with the flashing lights and every single time i'd get in that room the baby head would get me because yeah, i like that... flash and Oof. he'd just get me and i was like oh my god i'm gonna die yeah he gets me every time yeah <laughs> i like... don't like that scare that's a cheap scare <laughs> it's a cheap scare but very very good scare. yeah it's a good scare i'm just but... like no thank you yeah but every single person i'd speak to Trademark who just me. had it <laughs> They've had it in their head that, like, oh, Blumhouse is going to be the worst house this year and I don't even want to waste my time on it. And I was like, honestly, please just go through it because even though it's, like, the the bottom of my list, that's only because all of the houses were so strong this year. Mm-hmm. If this was last year, it would have been higher on my list, I think. Yeah, I mean... Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean... Blumhouse 1 was quite high on my list last year, I'm not going to lie. I liked yeah. it. Blumhouse... Blumhouse last year, I wasn't, I wasn't a massive fan of. I felt, uh, I, I know it had problems, and so, you know, you got better turn that into account as well. Um, but I wasn't very impressed with it last year. Um, I, I do like the purge. I, I thought Scare Zone last year was excellent. Um, you know, really kind of brought the, you know, the film to life. 
didn't feel it worked that well in the house, but I think because it was planned to be in there this year, I think that's made it better. Um, and I think, you know, next year, you know, Blumhouse is going to be, I think, probably one of the top ones. It, it's got to have Halloween in it next year. It's got to. But, you know, even though they knew that they were going to have Blumhouse there this year, um, I was told while I was there that they actually put this house together in, like, just a few days because, it like, it's not what it was supposed to be. Well, I, I mean, the thing is, I, I think everyone going into the event, looking at the calendar, what was coming out and everything like that, thought this is going to be Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I think having now, I think I'm the only one here that's seen Halloween um, 2018 at this moment of recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but having seen that, I, I know why it's not this year's event. And it's because they want to kind of keep it as a surprise. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I'm not saying the film is full of surprises. You know, don't get your expectations up too high. But what I mean is, is that I think had they have had Halloween as a house this year, as opposed to in a future event, I think it would have probably diminished your experience of watching the film. Mm. I think it works better when you've seen the film or had the chance to see the film and then go through a house. And this, I agree. You know, because because Halloween was coming out so late into Halloween Horror Nights, it just wouldn't have worked. So I, I, I can understand why they've done it. Um, and they're probably a bit tired as well. You know, I, I obviously don't know what the original plan was for the house, but I suppose they wanted to kind of try and go around franchises that are still kind of fresh. And, um, you know, The Purge isn't a particularly scary uh, film, but I think they make it into a, a good, scary house. I disagree with that because I think that The Purge is a very scary film and I think it works tremendously well as a scare zone, but I do really feel like it it works well in this house too. Mm. And so I'm I'm not sad that The Purge was back and I'm not sad at all that Blumhouse was there. I think Blumhouse deserves to be at the event. And I think that the Blumhouse partnership with Universal is a really important one to keep. Agree. Yeah. So I'm I'm thankful for the Blumhouse house. And I really, really did enjoy it. Everything at the event was just so super strong that... And honestly, like... I don't want to give away my entire list... But I love Halloween. Like, you guys know how much I love Halloween. I love the entire Halloween franchise. Halloween was was close to Blumhouse on my list. Halloween 4. And, yeah, and not even because I thought there was a particularly bad house, because I didn't think it was a particularly bad house. I mean, it wasn't the best that was there. But that's how hard it was for me to rank the houses, because they're just so strong. Now, I mean, I can see us actually leaving your your top 10 house list until the next episode because of how long we're going so far. But uh-huh. one thing that I do feel that I need to ask you about is the house that's been on everybody's lips this year because, you know, whether it's at your top or your bottom, you know, it's the one that has got everybody excited about this year's event. So, scary tales. No, I'm joking. 
Um, uh, yes, oh, scary oh tales. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Like, what? <laughs> no, Stranger Things. That's the house that's brought everyone into Halloween Horror Nights. I mean, the theme park traders went last night to Halloween Horror Nights for the first time as we recalled this. And, you know, a lot of the reason they went there this year was because of Stranger Things. So it was a house that I think has brought a whole new crowd um, and whole new crowd levels to the event as well. Um, so what were your, both of you guys' thoughts on Stranger Things? Okay, Luke, I want to hear what you think first. One, I loads to say, and two, because I feel like your opinion changed as the event went on. Yeah, it definitely changed, because the first night, it was just meh. It, was, it wasn't that, that great, but I also had just waited an hour and a half in the heat. Mm-hmm. I was a little grumpy going through it, maybe. But it's I like it. It's just not my favorite. I don't know where I would put it on my on 10 out of 10, but I don't know. I think it's just kind of a neutral house for me this year. It's not great, but it's not horrible, you know? I, I don't know. <laughs> No, I don't know, because this house know. is majestic. <laughs> Honestly, Maybe, I don't... Uh, yeah, go ahead, sorry. You're, like, you're just so... Yes, like, I know that we all have different opinions, but you're, like, you're so wrong. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> this house... Like, obviously, I didn't go through it on the first night there, and I was really, really sad, but I was like, okay, I know that I'm really, really tired, and I want to be, like, awake and energetic when I'm going through this house, because I want to be able to enjoy it. So... The second night that we were there, we did manage to do it. And I think that the wait time was maybe posted at about an hour and a half, was it, Luke? I think I didn't go the second night. I think Isn't that when you guys waited, like, 25, 30 minutes or something? No, that was on the Saturday. Oh. I definitely did it for the first time with you, I think. I... But I think it was posted, like, an hour and a half, and I think that we maybe waited about 45 minutes for it. Maybe up to an hour. But it definitely wasn't what was posted anyway. Yeah. And, oh my god, this <laughs> house was amazing. It was so cool. It was so true to the series. Like, if you listen to this podcast a lot, you know that I've watched Stranger Things probably about twenty-five times by now. Whoa. I watch it an awful lot. It's my favorite TV show ever, and everything in there i think i just went through the entire time like yes oh my god yes <laughs> yes 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 oh, yes r.i.p tour oh my god yeah r.i.p <laughs> tour too like literally every single thing about it was so well done from getting the exact wallpaper to the characters looking identical to the characters from the show to the Demogorgon costumes, which were, like, they blew me away. The puppets of the Demogorgons, every single thing in this house was so friggin' well done. It was ridiculous. Like, they worked so, so hard on it. And I think I ended up going through it maybe about five or six times, maybe seven. And even that last time that I went through, I was still just in absolute awe going through it it's the best done house that i've ever been through oh now my review looks like poop i know but that's what i want to say <laughs> i have loads to say like the the lab the lab was fantastic the going through the upside down incredible 
yellow suit hopper i have such a crush on <laughs> like i literally can't handle how much a crush that i have on him and every single night that i'd go through i'd be like i'm gonna marry you like you don't know it but like got such a crush on you <laughs> does your boyfriend know it i mean i'll tell him okay let's go. <laughs> but i won't hide it he knows that i have a crush on hopper anyway but like <laughs> this guy that was playing hopper awesome Honestly, the characters. The what characters, about the actress well, that played uh, Bob? There was not an actress that played Bob, but there was a dummy um, of Bob. I, did, I had which, seen it. Uh, well, uh, quite a few people had missed it. Oh. Like, there was a few people that I'd spoke to, like, I can't believe Bob's not in. I'm like, no, she is. Well, it's a dummy. And they're like, oh, no. Haven't seen. Was that, like, okay, was, that their rea- was that their actual reaction? Oh yeah. no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Bob! But it was just incredible. Like, there's not one thing about that house that I'd ever want to change. And you could get different experiences going through it too, because they they literally only they did a set of auditions purely for Stranger Things face characters for the kids, and. So they only have a certain amount of actors that look like the part. So sometimes you'll go through and you'll see Steve. And I saw Steve, like, in my last few runs through. I thought he was a myth because I hadn't seen him before. (laughs) Sometimes you'll go through and you'll see Will. Sometimes you'll go through and you'll see Mike. Sometimes you'll go through and you'll see Dustin. Sometimes you'll go through and you'll see, like, a mixture of people. But you can get a different experience most times that you'll go through because of the different characters that you'll see. And I thought that added like an extra element to the house. Oh, I will say the end of that house scares the crap out of me every time. Because yeah. it's just like a black or uh, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's late enough on now. Yeah. It's just a black corridor basically and you got three demogorgons that have the strobes that come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when we did our unmasking tour, he likened it. Like, I'm not going to do too many things with the masking tour because I want to do a whole episode on that because I've got so much information to tell you guys. But he likened it to how if you're at Disney, you'll only see Mickey in like one place because there's only one Mickey Mouse. So you might like you'll never see like two Mickey's crossing paths or two Mickey's like in the same area. And he was like, This is what these demogorgons are like. So you'll never see two demogorgons coming out at the same time, but you'll see one come out first in the strobe and then he'll disappear. And then you'll go a little oh. bit further and another one will come out. And you'll think it's because there's only one demogorgon. Oh, yeah. Like, so he's just following, yeah. So there was there's one that's kind of like, am I right in saying it's kind of like hidden behind a poster or something? It's, there's one that is hidden behind a poster that's a um, puppet and that's awesome. It's, re- it's a really good effect. Um, I've seen I've seen someone's video of that and it is, it is really good. And that's, you know, that, and just go back on that tangent, that's why they need to do something like this because the thing is, there are people that just can't go. You know, I would love to have gone to Halloween Horror Nights this year and I couldn't make it happen. And I really wanted to see Stranger Things the house. Um, and so I think, you know, by doing that, it allows people that aren't... It's not about spoiling it for yourself before you go. If you're going to go, you're not going to watch the videos. 
You'd be mad to do it. But if you can't go, it's nice to be able to understand what you missed. And if anything else, it drums up the interest to go the next event. If you can't go, or you are on the fence about going, and you watch a video and think, my God, this house looks amazing, I need to do whatever it takes to go to the next event, you'll do it. it you know, it, business sense, Universal, business sense. Exactly, and it also works on the flip side of that too, because I have spent last two years trying to convince Ash to watch Stranger Things and usually Ash watches all the same kind of stuff that I watch like we both watch the same films we both love the same TV shows but for some reason she just wasn't feeling Stranger Things and I don't know why because no matter how much I'm like you're gonna freaking love this show like honestly like you will absolutely adore it please watch it she's like nah 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 (laughs) she watched a video from the press night of the Stranger Things house, and she said that the house looked so amazing that she had to watch Stranger Things. And so wow. the day before I went away, we sat and watched Stranger Things together. Oh, the whole thing? The whole thing. Dang. That was like my 27th time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how good that the house is, honestly. Like, if you haven't seen the show, it will make you want to go and watch it. And to be honest, that's I had that last year because I've been sat on the fence a little bit about Ash vs. Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say I'm a massive fan of the franchise because I, I wasn't. I'd seen the Evil Dead and I think I'd seen the second one as well. Um, and they were fine, but I, I can't say I really love those films. But going through that house and seeing the video kind of like playing on a loop as you was queuing up for the house of like footage from the show, I thought this looks quite fun. The house is really fun. And I was like, I need to go and see what this is all about now. So, it's good synergy. I know it's not necessarily what Universal are doing with those franchises because they have no investment in them other than it being an attraction at their event. But especially with stuff that they do have, you know, like the Blumhouse stuff, like Halloween, um, you know, it makes sense for them to, to allow this synergy to take place. Benefits all parties. It does. And I would love it if... We could have a year-round Stranger Things house. Ooh, I would not complain with that. I The problem with a, an all-year-round house, um, as we've seen in Hollywood, is that the show has to maintain that momentum. And, you know, The Walking Dead, five years ago, is what Stranger Things is now. Mm-hmm. Like, it is the show to watch. Um, but how long is that going to last for? That's that's the problem. I, I don't know why it affects TV shows more than films, but I do think that TV shows tend to have a bit of a shelf life in comparison to to films. In terms the of thing popularity. is, though, like they they have put all of this together in a sound stage and once you step foot into it you it is so immersive it's ridiculous how immersive it feels and so if you can do that in the short amount of time that they have what would be wrong with doing a year-round house of stranger things and then if momentum starts dying down change it do something else you know what i just realized what it is i just realized what the the issue is with the longevity it evolves. You look at Stranger Things season one, and 
that house has all the kind of milestones from that series. You've got the living room, you've got the forest, you've got, you know, a bit of the lab. But the second season of Stranger Things adds a whole, like, new lot of locations. You see Mm. more of the lab, you see other things as well, which you don't see in the first series. So the thing is, every year TV shows change. That's exactly what happened with The Walking Dead. You know, The Walking Dead started off as one thing in one place and then has expanded out, hasn't it? And I don't watch Walking Dead anymore. But, (laughs) you know, every season they'd go to a new town or they'd come across a new compound or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, every year it would change. And so if you're watching a TV show, you need that to evolve with it. If you had Stranger Things every year at Halloween Horror Nights, like American Horror Stories, it would change. Each year it would Mm. change. So it would be about season two it would be about season three whatever but the house would change accordingly and if you've got a house that's permanently there you've got to pick one thing from that show one season or a couple of scenes from each season whatever it is but it will be out of date whilst with a film you know jurassic park doesn't change every time you watch it it's the same film (coughs) maybe i like i do see what you're saying but, like, even though we've seen season two of Stranger Things, it didn't feel like we were missing anything by it just being season one. Like, people could still relate to it. Yeah, I'm just... Stranger Things. Yeah, but you you introduce new characters, so you'd have, you, you know, there's new characters in season two which aren't in season one. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's because of that that, that constant change of things that's that's where i think you get the the problem with that you know films are a thing if you make a sequel to a film you make a sequel but if you're doing a ride based on jaws you're going to have things based on that film you're not going to have things based around jaws 4 for example it's just going to be what that is about at that time harry potter perfect example you know those rides are set in a period of, of time in those books and films so the characters in that ride are based around that particular time. Nothing more, nothing less. But Stranger mm. Things and other TV shows, characters come and go, actors change, actors die, you know, new characters introduce. You'd have to constantly change what that was. I think it's just a bit too... not. It's not too much effort, but when you put something in that's permanent, you want it to be permanent. You don't want to have to change it every couple of years. Okay, so how about then we just perfectly preserve this Stranger Things house and just I'll go through it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, it looks okay. good enough. It looks good enough to me. You know, yeah. I'm I'm just playing kind of a bit devil's advocate. I completely understand, and I would love to see this house permanently be a, a fixture there. But that's my concern <laughs> as to why they might be a bit hesitant. That said, I think the you know every year Halloween Horror Nights gets bigger and more popular, and people are going you know mainly because of the houses, not only because of the houses, but mainly because of the houses. And so you would think it would make sense that Universal takes a bit of property and turns it into, as you say, an all all round, all year round haunted house or maze. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of places that they can do that. There's sound stages that, you know, they they don't use 
at, at the moment. So why not use one of those? Or yeah. Men in Black. No. But you know what? I'd really, really, really love, and this kind of goes off of the back of how I say, like, every few episodes, I just want, like, a Halloween Horror Nights museum or I just want a Universal museum. What I'd really, really, really love is if we could have, you know, when they do um, conventions and they'll do, like, a mini haunted house that you can go through and they'll be, like, just showing, like, creators of, like, special effects and things will just be kind of showcasing what you could use in your own haunt. Mm. We could have a Horror Nights museum that was had, like, miniature houses inside so you could have maybe like one little section from ghost town so you wouldn't have to destroy it you could just slot it into this giant building that you have what about if they updated the horror makeup show so instead of it being horror makeup it was about you know halloween horror nights behind the scenes or something i would absolutely love that i love the horror makeup show very very dearly i do yeah but even if they could, like, just make it longer and maybe talk about... Because they talk about all the things, you know, about about films, about how, like, special effects are and blah, blah, blah. But showcase some of the stuff that Universal have done. Like, when we did... And I'll, I've got a whole episode coming up about this topic, too. We did a Q&A with some members of the creative team. And before the Q&A started, they were showing some videos and it was like um, a kind of mini documentary type thing Mm. of like some bits from last year and some of the creative team talking about the things that they do and about the event. And I was like, I would like, I would love this. Like there's an old DVD, I think it's called Behind the Screams, I think. And it's from... Um, the first year that I went to Horror Nights in 2002 and that's just like a mini documentary talking about like the creative process things that they do like things that they work on through the year how to build the houses how to do the audio and it's so interesting to me and I think like I bought that DVD I think maybe the second year that I'd gone to I might have even bought it that year and I watched it over and over and over again and I think that's what kind of like really really set it in stone that i was gonna love horror nights Mm. was knowing the ins and outs of it so i think something like that would be incredible yeah i would take that yeah i feel warehouse what you do like you like you do such good things and it's it's up and then it's back down again it's gone forever yeah and, you know, we'll get, we get some props that might show up in, like, houses, like, year after year, like, as little Easter eggs and stuff, which, again, I've got a whole episode to talk about stuff about this. But, Amanda's unmasking. Yeah, I'm asking at all with Amanda. <laughs> but, it's like, af- after the house is gone, that's it. Yeah. And but... I want to, I want to, I want to see all your props, like, give me a tour, like, Chris was telling us a while back on an episode of Universal After Dark about um, the tour, the VIP tour that you can do in Hollywood where you'll go through their big prop warehouse. Like, I would love to... I would pay good money to go and do that at Orlando. Mm-hmm. 
And I think, you know, we kind of got like a little bit of that with Carnival Graveyard. But I want to see everything that you've got. So take my money. <laughs> Basically. Now, well, honestly, we're in danger of this episode being uh, two days long. <laughs> so I do think we need to um, wrap up a little bit. But, I, I mean, as you say, I th- <laughs> in fact, I think we sowed more seeds about future episodes <laughs> than anything else. But Honestly, I've got so much to talk about. And, like, some of it I need Chris for. Some of it I need James for. And so I think that this episode really is more of a teaser of all of the many, many episodes that we have to come about this very long trip that we took. (laughs) (laughs) But what I will talk about super, super quickly is merch. Because there was so much of it this year and I bought a heck of a lot of stuff. (laughs) But the main thing that people have been asking me about before I got there and since I've been back is whether I bought the interactive amulet of fear, which is the big flashy skull. And yes, I did. (laughs) I did not, however, pay $30 for it because when we got there, it was $30. That was the full price of it. And we were all like, oh, we really want the lanyard. But we don't really want the skull because it's an awful lot bigger in person. Yeah. Like, if you've seen pictures of it, and I, in my head, I thought maybe it's about the size of my palm. And I have tiny hands. So I thought, like, I don't even know what I'll compare that to. Like, the size of a tennis ball, maybe. If that. I thought it was going to be tiny. It's much bigger than that. It's bigger than my hand. Yeah, it's like a softball size. I think it's even bigger now because, like, I'm, I've got it in my hand right now, actually. The skull bit of it, I'd, I'd say, is bigger than a softball. And then you have the candle bit on top of it. So it's almost the length of from my wrist to my elbow. Holy crap. I know. Like, it's really, really, really big. And it's really, really heavy, too. So the more I was looking at it, I was like, I don't really want to carry that around, but I also don't want to pay $30 for a lanyard, but I really, really, really want that one because it's a pumpkin yeah. one. Yeah, I think that's their best lanyard this year. I think, like, I, I love Strange Things, as, as we've discussed, <laughs> but I wanted this pumpkin one. And so then it gradually was decreasing in price mm-hmm. during the time that we were there. So I think it went down to, like, 25 and then it went down to 20 and I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm probably just going to buy it, but I'll wait until, like the end of my trip and then on the last day that we were there they were like okay if you buy $20 worth of merch which I was gonna do anyway you can buy that for 10 and I was like well that's a bargain if I ever heard one (laughs) so I did buy it I didn't get the chance to use it at Horror Nights it does interact with um they have like big pumpkins in some of the windows and when you walk past it vibrates an awful lot <laughs> like what? let me I let me just, i'm gonna put it on my desk and see if you can hear it because it literally you got a pumpkin next to you <laughs> let me see if i can make it vibrate honestly like it's so no no of course it wouldn't do it now <laughs> but it vibrates an awful lot that is podcast gold right there if that's click, not click 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 <laughs> if uh, if we don't win awards this year oh it's I... doing it can you, can you hear that whoa 
Do you know what it, it sounds a little Honestly. bit like when you're when you're waiting for a table in a restaurant? That's oh, one, yeah. yeah. Like it, it is an RFID. Right. One. And but when it interacts, like it, it has all different light functions on it, so it has all different colours. And then when you're walking past them, like it interacts with that with that pumpkin, so it'll flash a certain colour and then it'll vibrate to let you know. And I honestly thought that it was gonna interact with things in the houses. And that there might be like RFID things inside the house and like on a certain scare it would do something. I didn't know that it vibrated until I got it home and I was like, Jesus Christ, it is very heavy and like if that was vibrating around my neck, my whole body would be shaking, like <laughs> no to that. So I did buy that. I bought the big giant Tervis, like the cool glass one that has like Poltergeist, Stranger Things, Michael Myers on it. I bought the hoodie. Not the Stranger Things one, the We Know What Scares You one. I bought that at the airport, actually, because I wasn't going to buy it. And then I was like, no, Ooh. I need it. I know, that was like... merch? Yeah, they have a universal store what? in the airport. And literally, like, I had like 15 minutes until... I was going to be bored and I hadn't even gone through security yet and I ran back across the airport <laughs> to go and buy it and I was like, where? <laughs> um, I had a t-shirt made from the new Horror Inc. Little, um, like, what What do you call it? Like a... T-shirt? Midnight Scream? Snack? No, it's like when they have like a stand inside of a shop. A concession. Oh. Um, Yes, they have like a new horror ink concession and that's where you can select on an iPad all different designs. And the thing that I like the most about this, and it's something that I struggle with every single year, is one, you could get a lady size, which you can't in a lot of merch they have this year. And two, you could get extra small in a lady size. So it actually really fits me and I didn't have to alter it in any way. And I managed to get a midnight snack one made, which is my favourite part in Slaughter Cinema. And it's such a cool T-shirt. And I thought that it was going to be really expensive. And it was only $35, I think. And I think the regular um, merch was like about 27 28 Yeah. Wasn't that much difference. And like, I love it. Like, that's my favourite thing that I bought this year. Um... I bought the Scare Zone Cool Print, the Chucky one. I bought the T-shirt in that too. I got the Pass Holder shirt. And I got the Academy Villain shirt literally just after they'd put them out. Oh, yeah. I think I was like... (laughs) Maybe one of the first people to buy them. Swarm that stand. Yeah, literally <laughs> after like, they put Academy of Villains stuff out. And I was like, oh my god, I need it. And I just ran over and bought it straight away. But I bought an awful lot of merch. I think I probably bought more merch this year than I ever have. because all... Oh, I, I got the Trick or Treat leggings. And I they got those. are So, like, honestly, <laughs> like, we win then because they're so cool. Like, they're my favourite leggings ever. I just bought so much stuff. And I, like... I kind of knew that I was going to buy a lot because it all is awesome. I'll post some pictures of it in the group too and you guys can show me what you bought this year. I know um, 
a few people also got the Horror Ink t-shirts made. And I actually want some more of them. So, Luke, please, can I PayPal you and you go and get me some <laughs> <Yeah>. more? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when I got home, I was like, oh, I wish that I would have got some more now because I really loved them. But I just want some more Slaughter Cinema ones, I think. But... Yeah, they'll have some more, too, they were saying. Yeah. By, like, the end of the, end of the season, yeah. Yes. Okay, so you can make a video on it on how you do it. Why you where you get my because basically you you buy a plain t shirt like just a plain black t shirt and so you go and buy that and then you bring it back to them you select what you want on the iPad what design you want and they screen print it in front of you. Oh, can you bring one from like Target? <laughs> no, you have to buy Aww. it. <laughs> but it's really really cool. I filmed it, but that like it was like a week and a half in maybe two weeks in so that video went out for like quite a while but if you go and do it Luke then you can put that video out before me yeah but they like they're awesome I hope that they come back you I think that you can buy some of the designs on the universal website maybe if I'm not mistaken um but not all of them are on there I don't think any of the sort of cinema ones are on there and they're obviously my favorite ones but yeah scream <laughs> no. Um, did you buy any merch yet? No, I'm, I am going to get that Chucky t-shirt, though, that scare zone. Or the house shirt. I don't know. I'm debating. Yes. Because I usually so, always get a house shirt, but yeah. that scare zone one is nice. The scare zone one's awesome. But this year, like the, I think maybe the last two years, they've had a new girl's cut where it's like a V-neck one and it's like a, a nice fit um they don't have that this year in that cut it's like a baggy like boyfriend kind of t-shirt style which I, I really really didn't like also I didn't get that I just got the unisex scare zone t-shirt I didn't get the regular house t-shirt but I got the hoodie so that's fine um but the pass holder t-shirt was the only one out of all of them that came in an extra small Yes. I know. Um, but that's a really, really nice t-shirt. That's got the pumpkin on. Oh, nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. But do kind of wish that I bought more, but I did spend an awful, awful lot of money on that last day. <laughs> and then literally I got to the airport and I'm like, please don't wear my hand luggage. Please don't wear my hand luggage. <laughs> I just knew that I had so much crap in there. But I think they did a solid job with the merch this year. I think this is the best like merch design yeah since 25 yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah and the um arcade coins too oh yeah i don't know where any of them are that i got because i did i did get us all one for the podcast have you spent them no have you taken to the sweet shop and tried to buy some chocolate <laughs> I just don't know where they are. Yeah, I don't know where mine are either. Crap. Wow. But like... I saw the Cheetos right ah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we bought so many snacks, by the way. It's been a lot of snacks. Um, okay, I'm going to save the rest for the next episode because I've got loads that I want to talk about about Aventura. Yep. I've got the RIP tour, the Unmasking tour, the creative Q&A, and then we need to do our top houses oh and james yeah and i don't know james. what the first one is oh yeah flames james flames james so 
on that note i will have videos coming out in the next few weeks but i won't have any out before the next episode though luke will you uh, have a video out by the next episode yeah i should have one out tomorrow because i recorded yes. some last wednesday but i was sick so you know it's not the longest video but <laughs> i'll also be back again this wednesday for more horror Yay. Oh, and some more house audio. We're going to get the rest of the house audio out yes. as well in the next few weeks. So, yes. look out for basically lots of content coming out on this feed. So, Heck make yeah. sure you've subscribed. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channels. Lots of stuff coming out. So, yes. So, we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, oh, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? <laughs> well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here, you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support. Dark Podcast Network.